And here we go. Welcome to the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals podcast presented to you by Back Row Fantasy Sports. I'm your host, Josh Miller, and this is the first episode. I'm so excited. I just got this job a couple days ago. Um, Been working on the Twitter for quite a while, and this is the first episode. So excited to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. A little bit about me. I was born in Hamilton, um, about 30, 30, 40 minutes outside of Cincinnati, and then uh, moved up to a town in Columbus. And now I go back to school down in Cincinnati. I am a student at the University of Cincinnati. You can find me all over the place. I uh, I work for the Barstool Cincinnati page. Um, on Twitter, I am. Uh, you can find me at at the Degenerate L One for a bunch of gambling lines and uh, overall national media news uh, for sports. And uh, basically, that's it. And uh, I'm so excited to get this job because I've been following the Bengals my entire life. Uh, they're my team. I'm a huge Cincinnati sports fan, uh, and I'm just excited to get going. Uh, we are open to having guests. We're going to have one next week, I believe. Uh, I am in talks right now. Uh, not going to reveal it just yet. We're going to keep that a nice uh, nice little secret, nice little nugget and uh, that you guys will figure out in a little bit. So uh, here's basically how this is going to work. Uh, I am going to be putting out two episodes a week. One's going to be Tuesday, one's going to be Thursday, until the season starts. Once the season starts, uh, it's going to be quite different. We're going to probably jump to uh, three episodes a week. Uh, If that's too much, I'll raise it and lower it. I can kind of do whatever. I mean, it just depends on what you guys want to hear, what you guys want to listen to. And usually, each episode will last 25, 30 minutes, I know that... A lot of you are just listening to your podcast on the go. You need the stats stats fast. So we're going to do really kind of smaller episodes. This week is probably going to be a lot smaller uh, than next week's. Uh, we'll probably only go 10, 15 minutes today because I don't really have that many topics. And plus, I want to just get the first one out of the way. Um, so uh, we'll go over a couple topics. And then if you want to hear about something on the podcast that we can talk about, uh, definitely DM me. Uh, I'm much. I'm very open to talking about pretty much whatever. Very open to have callers. Very open to have uh, have people just jump into the uh, jump into the conversation. So, okay. So let's go ahead and open it up to uh, Bengals uh, conversation. There's really not much in terms of news. Uh, really, still haven't made any moves on uh, Larry Wolford. Uh, the offensive tackle who was just released by the Saints, which many people are calling for the Bengals to sign, uh, which would be a great signing because obviously the offensive line was absolutely abysmal last year. Uh, absolutely terrible. If we can get Larry Wolford, uh, they, they, it greatly increases our offensive line by not only adding a lot of talent, but by adding somebody who's been on a winning team. I think that is very undervalued uh, in this in you know in this day and ages game is players knowing how to win and refusing to lose. The Saints are a team that are like that. They've just been so consistent, uh, been in the playoffs, been very, very good over the past couple of years. Uh, it's just, I'm really hoping that we can get Larry Warford. Um, he would be a great addition. Uh, another big free agency, uh, or not free agency, more just kind of trading rumors is uh, Jamal Sh- Jamal Adams. Uh, the Jets, he reportedly wants out of New York. Uh, you can kind of see why the New York Jets are a tire fire. I mean, they really are. And honestly, if you if you think about it, you know, a lot of people hate on the Bengals for being a bad organization, but really, you never really see a player like 
outwardly wanting a trade out of Cincinnati. There have been some rumblings of a contract holdout, and the really, and you know, who we're talking about is Joe Mixon, but uh, he's never come out and said like I'm going to hold out. Uh, it's never really seemed like that either. It seems like Joe Mixon and the front office are going to be able to work something out. I think he he wants to stay here. He wants to be the guy in Cincinnati. And trust me, as a Cincinnati fan myself, everybody wants that. Everybody wants Joe here. So I, I you just don't really hear that. So I got to say that's something that the Bengals front office does very well. They really they don't have contract holdouts. Uh, if you've seen the list of teams that Jamal Adams is getting tr- is wanting to get traded to, it's ridiculous. It doesn't even make any sense. It's just the best teams. It's the best teams. Um, I know one of them is the Chiefs. They just won the Super Bowl. One of them is the 49ers. They were just in the Super Bowl. One of them is the Ravens. Ravens went 14-2 and last year. Probably you know, should have been farther in the playoffs. And... And there's a couple other teams who were in all. All of the teams were playoff teams last year. Uh, the one exception is, I believe, Tampa Bay is on there. But now they have Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Like, I, I don't know. Like, does he not understand how cap space works? It's just how I don't know another team that's just going to take him on right now when they've, or I don't know who the Jets are going to trade him to. Who are the Jets going to trade him to? And who's going to take him? Who's going to offer? Offer him that money. That's going to be very interesting, but that's not Bengals. Um, I do, however, want to go to a, a, uh, a statement that I've been seeing a lot. Uh, I do watch Colin Coward a good amount because he has a very different opinion on a lot of things, and I feel like you need to hear both sides of, the, of an argument, especially if you're working in sports writing. Is basically one of, the, uh, one of his statements that I, I really am struggling with I'm I'm really struggling with uh, with getting around. Is talking about Joe Burrow's arm. He says it's a very average arm. He says it's very average. Say just the deep ball is not really there. He can fit it with precision, but the deep ball is not there, um, and the and the strength is not up to par for the NFL. And I I don't. I'll be honest. I just I don't know where he's getting that from. I I, I don't know. Now LSU had a you know a great amount of athletes. They did. They, they had a ridiculous amount of athletes. Uh, they were a better team than what a lot of people thought they were. But I, I mean I don't understand how you have the amount of you have you Joe Burrow threw for over fifty six hundred yards. He threw for over fifty six hundred yards. Sixty touchdowns. Six interceptions. That's the best college football quarterback season of all time. It's the best of all time. It's it's better it's better than anybody before him. It, it, that's astonishing to me how people can think that he has an average arm when he just had the best season in college football. That doesn't make any sense. So now that we are getting a um, a pleth a plethora of criticism on Joe Burrow, I had to go through. I had to go look through his stats. So uh, the two. Probably games that he uh, really showed his talent uh, and really showed that he could play with top level talent is when he played against Bama when he played against Clemson. Let me read you the stat line. So this was during out. This was versus Alabama. It was eight zero Alabama versus eight zero LSU. The winner of that was going to be leading the SEC pretty much, and probably and uh, I believe LSU was number one after this week after they won. After they won, that was only one of the one of the seven teams that were in the top ten that LSU beat this year. Yeah, but Joe Burrow has an average arm, right? So his stats for the for Alabama: thirty one of thirty nine. 
393 yards, three passing touchdowns. Three passing touchdowns against against the against Bama. I, I I don't have to say anything more about them. They're Bama. They're a dynasty. They're like the Patriots, and and they're gonna keep going, keep getting better and better every year. Joe Burrow went 393 on them. 393. They were eight and zero at the time. He absolutely torched the Bama defense, which was thought to be the best in football at that time. Thought to be the best in football. Then they dominate. They dominate at the end of the year. So not only did Joe Burrow start out hot, he finished even hotter and got better down the stretch. He got better down the stretch. I, I don't know if that's Joe Brady, uh, Coach O, or it's just the development of Joe Burrow, but I'm sure it's a, it's a combination of all three. That that's ridiculous. So then now then he goes against Oklahoma and, and basically he should be arrested for assaulting their entire football program because oh my goodness. He lit them up. Joe Burrow lit them up. I, I mean there's just no other way around it. I think Oklahoma scored one touchdown in the first half and then maybe one in garbage time. I can't really remember the stat line from that. But I do know that Joe Burrow had eight touchdowns, seven passing, one rushing. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. He's doing against this against a top, the number four team in the country. Number four team in the country. They'll say what you want about Oklahoma. They were still really good. They still were, only had one loss, and they they, they avenged that loss and beat Baylor. They, they, they're still really good. Now, but obviously, they Big Twelve is far less superior than the SEC, Big Ten, or I mean. I mean, I wouldn't say the ACC, but really the ACC right now is run by Clemson. And they don't have a Clemson. They have Oklahoma, but, I mean, they're not even close to as dominant as Clemson is right now. Not even close. So let's go Let's go to the Clemson stats. Now, this is a team that has not been beat in about three years. Has not been beat. They have not had a loss. That is ridiculous. That is one of that is, a, that is that's a dynasty. That's a dynasty. I think the Clemson dynasty is going to keep going. This they have they have no losses in basically uh, two years at that point. It was going on three, I believe, like two and a half years. They haven't had a loss. Again, ridiculous stat line. Incredible. Joe Burrow goes out there against a a very very good defense. Very good defense. That Clemson Clemson's defense, I believe, won them the game against Ohio State. Because, you know, a lot of people want to say it was the fumble uh, that was called back. I, I'm saying that is absolutely not what happened. What happened was Ohio State drove all the way down to the 10-yard line and yeah, in three drives and could not punch in a touchdown. The Clemson's defense won them that game. Clemson's defense already riding high. Uh, it looks like they're going to, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle. Joe Burrow comes out, he goes 31 for 49, 463 yards, 5 passing touchdowns. But he's got an average arm, right? He's got an average arm. Tell me how that statement makes sense. That doesn't make any sense. I don't even know where these scouts are seeing that from. He had the best season in college football history. The best season in college football history. Yet he's got, he's got, a, he's got an average arm. He beat seven of the top seven top ten teams in one season, but he's got an average arm. He torched Bama for 393 yards when Bama was 8-0 at Alabama. He's got an average arm. He goes in the national championship game, goes 400 for 463 yards and five passing touchdowns. 
but he's got an average arm. I have yet to really see an argument that can really bring me to the fact that Joe Burrow has an average arm. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand how you can say that. Now, granted, is it is it is it better than probably like Trevor Trevor Lawrence's deep ball or Justin Fields' deep ball? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, we're gonna have to see that in the NFL. But he's it's not an average arm. It's not. It's a very very good arm and great decision making. I think one of the things that that makes Joe Burrow so great is his decision making. I, I think that that does set him apart. Uh, from everybody else, he really just doesn't make a mistake. He goes through his fundamentals. He goes through his reads, goes through his keys. He like looks up, down, down, check down, 50 yards. I think that does help his his stat, stat line a little bit, and it does inflate it a little bit. But you just can't have an average arm and then have the season like, like you did. You can't. That's physically impossible. He's not doing this against... Mountain West teams. He's not doing this against ACC trash. He's going through the best of the best. And the SEC was really good this year. Really good. No matter what people say, I still hold on that the SEC was really good this year. But he's got an average arm. I'm sorry. That doesn't make any sense to me. All right. um, We are about at the 15-minute mark. Uh, We are going to have the episodes be longer than 15 minutes. I did want to do just a quick introduction. Uh, a quick talking point and uh, I really appreciate all you for listening Uh, we're going to keep this live going Uh, on Thursday will be the next episode I really want to talk about the Bengals draft class uh, and get to uh, all the uh, people that are not named Joe Burrow I want to talk about T Higgins Logan Wilson um, and then I really 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 want to talk about uh, Akeem Davis Gaither I think he's a guy that could could Maybe not start right away, but he could definitely get some snaps and get some minutes. Uh, the linebacking room is is absolutely swept out. It's been cleaned out, but we now we need to discuss what does this look going forward. Where do they still need to get better at? What uh, what holes did our rookies fill? Which ones are not filled yet? Uh, we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, I appreciate all you. Uh, go Bengals. Be safe out there. Uh, and uh, who day? I'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye.